Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 248 on Monday the 12th of August 2013. I am your host Stephen Layton and this week we've got a washed Ethiopian. But before that it's time for the news. Invention Blender. Where are your inventions? They're starting to trickle but we're not into double numbers yet and I need more. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the guest blend for this month lets you have four different separate packs of coffee. You get some a blank label and some pencils, um, and you have the chance to be October's guest blend. Um, I think it's a great prize. I would love to see more coming in. I think we've about eight or nine, um, but that's like I, I was expecting lots more than that. So please, inventions, 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 and. We have a new decaf that's gone on this week uh, from a farm we know very well from El Bosque. Um, it won't be in, in my mug. I, I remembered when I did a decaf before and nearly got lynched by you all. Um, but it is super delicious. Uh, you should definitely try. It's very useful for those late nights where you want coffee and you want sleep also. So um, yeah, very, very pleased to have that. It also means we bought everything from El Bosque this year. So we've bought all of the Bourbon Couture mix, which we've had decafed, and we have the Bourbon. Next week I am off to Bolivia, so there may be some disturbance on when these go up and when they come out. Hang with me please. It is really, really tough recording these while I'm travelling um, and getting them uploaded and finding an internet connection and stuff. Um, and it's very tough to do them beforehand because I just don't have the time to edit beforehand. So like, just hang on with me. Um, Episode 250, I am hoping he's going to be so exciting. Uh, and, and yeah, anyway, I'll tell you more about that next week. And that was the news! Um, so now it's time for 20 seconds on. Um, and this week it's on the Ethiopian coffee ceremony. I can't remember if I've done this or not, but I'm doing it again if I have. So, so the coffee ceremony is a ritual of making coffee uh, traditional in Ethiopia. The coffee ceremony is one of the most recognisable parts of like Arabian or Ethiopian culture. Coffee is offered when visiting friends during festivities uh, or as a daily ritual even. The coffee is brewed by first roasting the green coffee in a pan over hot coals. Um, and when that's done, you're gonna to get to smell it. 20 seconds on. So when you're there roasting the coffee, it's very important that you smell and you're all sat around kind of watching this going on. Uh, typically done by the, the female of the family. And then when they're roasted, they'll grind them in a pestle and mortar, uh, put them into like this special kind of vessel type thing, um, and then it's boiled. And um, yeah, the, the host will then pour out the coffee uh, onto a tray, um, always with an extra cup. And I don't know why there's an extra cup, but there's always an extra cup for however many people are there. Um, and um, and then offered out and, 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 and drank. Um, it's not at the greatest roasting method, it's not the greatest brewed method, um, but there's something very, very magical about the Ethiopian coffee ceremony. And uh, yeah, it's something if you're ever in Ethiopia and you get the opportunity to do, I know you should. I know Roland, Roland Gifford, uh, who comments a lot on these, he did it and, and, and really enjoyed it too. So anyway, that was a lot longer than 20 seconds. But enough, let's talk about the coffee. And this week, I know very, very little about this coffee, so it's a good job I'm rambling back there because I'm gonna fill all of this space with it. Um, but I wanted to share it with you because it's freaking delicious. It's amazing, it's a great coffee, um, and it's it's definitely one worth sharing with you. So it's another washed Jurgachev, and I know we've got, we had one, we didn't 
actually we haven't done it yet on here so but this is, we have a couple of washed yogurt chefs on the site but I really like this one because of how different it is um, and this is the beauty of this region it holds some amazing plant stock and some such diversity in the cup uh, it makes it super exciting place to be cupping cups I love Ethiopians I really am like we've had some great Ethiopians this year as well. When I look at the Gadeb and I look at the Kachere, um, you know, and I kind of look at this one. Um, so far this year, we've done really well in Ethiopia. But the problem with Ethiopia is you can only buy from the cupping table because of the ECX, which is the Ethiopian Commodity Exchange. It's very difficult to get traceability or backstories on this coffee. And this one, I've struggled more than most. Um, I know that it's from the Kachero region, um, it's from uh, Chelekatu, which is the mill, uh, but really not a lot more than that. Um, I also found out it comes from a, a group of smallholders, there's around about 500 sm smallholders who all handpick, altitude is about 1,850 metres to 2,000 metres above sea level, um, and it's sold to the Chelekatu mill, uh, which is located in Kachero zone, just outside uh, the town of Chelekatu. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, uh, Kachero Zone, all heirloom varietals. We don't really know a great deal more than that. We know it's fully washed. Uh, it's been dried on raised tables. Um, like, that's it. So, with this in mind, I don't have great deal of hope for this week's map bit. For every El Limon, like last week's one, where we really kind of got down into the detail, there is a Chaleca too. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. Welcome to the shortest ever map bit in the world. Um, I'm afraid I don't have lots on this at all. So uh, we're going to look at the continent of Africa. And we're going to look at that in a little bit more depth. An amazing continent. Um, I like the elephant as well. He's a very pretty elephant. You, I don't need to tell you these numbers. It is a huge country, uh, continent. Um, it is the birthplace, of course, of coffee um, and where it all began. Um, but just such an amazing opportunities and population in Africa. Um, so much potential to uh, fulfil. And, and they are fulfilling it very, very well now. So let's get down into Ethiopia, which focuses down a little bit more into the birthplace of coffee. Um, birthplace is actually... Uh, where you see the yellow Ethiopia, it's to the left of there. It's a forest area. Um, but for me, where my heart belongs is uh, is in Yergachev. So, um, yeah, but it, the country is called Ethiopia. It has a population of 85 million, uh, four times the size of the UK. Uh, capital is Addis Ababa. And it is a huge country. Uh, Travelling around it is quite tough because you don't have motorways and stuff. You have lots of asphalt and, and stuff. But that is Dibouti there. That is the port where all of the coffee from Ethiopia goes through. Um, Dibouti used to be part of Ethiopia but was given away. And uh, rather foolishly because there is no other way of getting coffee out now. So this is uh, the town of Yergachev. And why am I talking about this? Well, this is from the Yergachev region. This is where coffee is phenomenally, amazingly delicious and stunning. And there are so many coffees around this town that we have at the moment and we've had in the past that are some of my favourites. But we're looking at uh, Chaleca too there. That's as much as I have. That was the map bit. So uh, I hope that was okay. I'm sorry if it was vague, but it is now time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Kacheri has 
34 kilometres of asphalt road, it has 13 kilometres of all-weather road and 18 kilometres of dry weather road. But that's not about coffee, is it? So how about this one? 30% of all coffee that bears the Yurgachev name comes from the Kachere region. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. I did not know that. I didn't know Kachere was such a big part of uh, the Yurgachev. So that's really interesting. Well done, Roland. What was he going on about roads for, weirdo? So we need to find a French press that we had last week, which we shall remove. This week we have Clever Dripper, which we shall add. We shall, my wheel is definitely dying. So the wheel of death dies. That's not good, is it? Where it goes, nobody knows and nobody cares. Aeropress, okay. I can live with Aeropress, I guess. So Aeropress this week. Um, I'm going to whap you on pause, I'm going to go make tasting delicious drinks, and I will be back with you in just a moment. And I am back. Um, I'm back after actually a long gap in between because we hadn't got any of the coffee roasted, so I had to get it roasted. Um, so I dove into the espresso first of all. So it's super fresh, like it was still warm when we took it out the, out the roasting cooling tray, it's that fresh. Um, and if I'm honest, it's not my most amazing espresso. You get lots and lots and lots of citrus, it's very, very bright. I'm not overly keen on bright espresso, I like it to be a bit smoother and a little bit sweeter, and for me that's a bit too much. Some of you will like it, I know, because some of you love that acidity, but it is very, very tart, uh, very lemon-like, so let's go into milk. Okay, that's delicious. So this is amazing. The acidity cuts through, but it's kind of neutralized by the milk. And it just, it's like lemony, but it's creamy and it's sweet. And it's like, that's a really, really good cappuccino. A really, really, really good cappuccino. So we've aeropressed, we've brewed. I've followed the Hasbeen Aeropress Brew Guide. Um, that is famous. Like, so many views of that now, so many views, um, really, really good. Uh, I love how many people have watched uh, the Aeropress Brew Guide. I dilute, so I have about a third Aeropress and then two thirds hot water, and it makes much more of a brewed coffee for my taste, and I like that brewed coffee. It doesn't make espresso. I don't care what Anna Adler or anybody else at Aeropress says, it doesn't make espresso. What it makes is delicious brewed coffee, and it's a fantastic brewer. Like, a proper fantastic brewer. I love the Aeropress. First time it came out, I was one of the first people in the UK to sell it, and I continue to love selling it, so. Here, it is perfection. It is lemon, it is meringue, it's sweet, it's floral, it's perfumed. Um, it's delicious. It is the one of my favourite, favourite brewed coffees so far this year. Um, every time I have it, I just love it. Um, I think it's such a find. It's such a small lot we have of it. It's not going to be around forever. I desperately wanted to share it with you on In My Mug because I just think it's one of those coffees that, wow, it's very special. So, I hope you enjoy too. We should go onto the Pinboard of Doom. And uh, this pin board of Doom was sent in to me by Michael uh, from Uppsala Coffee Roaster. And um, this is uh, uh, six months worth of green subscriptions for In My Mug. Michael, that's awesome. Um, 
I know we talked a few times on email about it, but I am very grateful for your support and love that you uh, continue to buy. Um, it's very cool to get you on the pinboard of Doom. Thank you. And now it's time for Steve's Vine of the Week. I should have an ident for that, shouldn't I, really? This week's ident was sent in by Farkas Tima. Farkas, I hope that's right. Um, enjoy. Thank you, Farkas. That was amazing. Um, I am going to wrap up very quickly here because we are done. Thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.